part three section two chapter nineteen a of organic evolution this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. recording by k hand organic evolution by richard swan lull chapter nineteen a cursorial and fossorial adaptation cursorial adaptation we have already discussed various means whereby creatures compete with each other for the two prime requisites of existence food and safety these took the form of coloration of mimicry of stealth of parasitism or of bodily prowess now we would speak of forms which live in the open of the pursuer and the pursued for while such creatures do not perhaps constitute a very large proportion of the animal kingdom as do the parasites for instance they are nevertheless of great importance and the evolution of remotely related types has given rise to some remarkable instances of convergent evolution speed adaptation has been developed in a very wonderful way in terrestrial cursorial types in aquatic and finally in aerial forms of these we will first discuss the terrestrial vertebrates showing speed adaptation the following is a list of vertebrates which show this adaptation for speed class reptilia reptiles order squamata lizards and snakes especially certain of the agamidae chlamydosaurus the frilled lizard of australia numerous others especially desert inhabiting forms dinosaurs see chapters 30 and 31 order saurischia carnivorous and amphibious dinosaurs most of the carnivorous dinosaurs especially the smaller more agile colorosauria podocosaurus halopus colorus compsognathus and of the theropoda ornithomimus and ornitholestes order ornithischia herbivorous beaked dinosaurs nanosaurus and acamptosauridae class aves birds division ratite flightless cursorial birds especially emus cassowaries ostriches and rheas and probably the extinct dinorethes the moas of new zealand division carinate flying birds of these few are adapted for speed except perhaps the rails one of which is flightless certain of the limicolae plovers oyster catchers etc are also speedy for short distances class mammalia mammals order marsupialia diceridae especially thylacinus the dog-like tasmanian wolf paramelidae the bandicoots macropodidae the kangaroos order rodentia leporidae hares and rabbits cavaidae cavies dipodidae jeroboas order carnivora canidae dogs felidae cats especially canalorus the hunting leopard cohort ungulata order parasodactyla hyracodontidae extinct cursorial rhinoceroses equidae horses living and extinct see chapter thirty five order aerodactyla protoceratidae extinct antilocapridae american pronghorn antelope antilocapra cervidae deer bovidae especially the african antelopes graphidae giraffe and okapi tylopoda camels see chapter thirty six order lyopterna south american ungulates especially the proterotheridae 
the extinct pseudo horses bodily contour all speedy animals whether terrestrial aquatic or aerial have the body molded externally in such a way as to offer the least resistance to the medium through which they pass owing to the greater resistance of water this is especially true of the aquatic nevertheless a speedy cursorial type also shows it though not always as well when at rest as it does when in action a racehorse with head and neck extended ears thrown back and every tense muscle of its wonderful body working with machine-like precision shows the beautiful contour of a perfectly adapted mechanism the body spindle shape the lines extended into the neck and head without a break in their even curves all are calculated for swift passage through the air with a minimum of resistance mechanism loss of general utility the propelling organs in cursorial forms are the limbs exclusively so that aside from the resistance lessening contour this adaptation concerns itself chiefly with their modification of which the first is the loss of general utility this is especially true of the hind limbs first because they are the more efficient drivers and therefore especially in forms whose adaptation has not gone very far they are apt to be somewhat in advance of the forelimbs in the degree of their revolution for this several reasons may be assigned one the extended hands pull the body forward in running two the forepart of the body is usually heavier than the hind part and requires larger limbs to support and propel it three running as a sort of leaping on all fours and the hands are larger and wider to take the impact when the animal falls forward finally four the forelimbs being nearer the mouth and hence perhaps somewhat concerned in food getting are the last to lose their general utility two notable instances of this accelerated evolution of the hind limbs over the fore are the early four-toed horses of the eocene hyracotheres c chapter thirty five in which while the hand still retains its four digits the foot has but three it is not until oligocene time that the additional finger is lost and the evolution of both limbs becomes parallel in another oligocene form protoceras a curious artidactyl with remarkable excrescences upon the skull and dagger-like canine teeth the hand is four-toed while the foot has but two change in foot posture the primitive terrestrial foot is plantigrade which means that the entire palm or sole rests on the ground neither wrist nor ankle being raised almost the first step in speed adaptation is the lengthening of the limb and this may be accomplished without the actual elongation of a bone merely by rising upon the toes while the bear raccoon and the primates such as baboons and man are plantigrade probably secondarily so a large proportion of modernized mammals have become digitigrade walking or running upon the digits themselves with the bones of the wrist carpal and ankle tarsal the upper ends of the palm metacarpal and the sole bones metatarsal clear of the ground some of the speediest of animals dinosaurs birds dogs all mammals in fact but the ungulates have merely perfected the digitigrade gait developing special sole pads for the absorption of the shock of impact and have never gone beyond it the ungulates or hoofed animals on the other hand walk on the modified nail or hoof the distal toe bones ungules being depressed or flattened and not with rare exceptions compressed or claw-like the hoof has reached the highest degree of perfection in the horses in other related but non-cursorial types like the rhinoceros the hoofs bear little of the weight as a broad cushion-like pad serves instead ungulate animals show all gradations from the semi-plantigrade condition of the slower forms to the high stilted hooves of certain of the african antelope notably the clipspringer oreotragus saltator 
a truly ungulagrade condition has never been attained among reptiles although certain beaked dinosaurs had depressed instead of claw-like ungulals triceratops and stegosaurus were certainly far from speedy trachodon on the other hand which also bore this type of ungule was bipedal and doubtless possessed a fair measure of speed when well under way the little celerity of movement is indicated certain ungulates like the camels have become secondarily digitigrade the foot having retrogressed as an adaptation to the yielding desert sands this is not accompanied however by any material loss of speed as the camels are among the most remarkable travelers of all terrestrial forms loss of digits plantigrade animals are generally five-toed there are of course exceptions but the elevation of the heel or wrist generally carries with it digital reduction digited grade animals becoming four-toed ungulagrade four three two or even one-toed two toes in the aritodactyls and one in the parasodactyls being the irreducible minimum the frilled lizard of australia chlamydosaurus is five-toed but the lateral toes are shorter than the median ones which is almost universally true except in aquatic types such as the seal and otter hence when chlamydosaurus runs on its hind feet as it does when startled the outer and inner toes are raised off the ground and the animal makes a three-toed track if this were the habitual gait of the creature the lateral digits would be rendered practically useless and would follow the course of all useless organs and become reduced whatever the philosophical explanation of the means whereby this is accomplished environment as well as speed adaptation has its influence in determining digital reduction for it will be accelerated if the ground is hard as in the prairie evolved horse with but one remaining digit or the pronghorn antelope of similar environment with two on the other hand the miocene forest horse hypohippus retained the lateral toes as functional organs just as the reindeer and caribou rangifer have today retained the lateral toes as functional organs just as the reindeer and caribou rangifer have today as an adaptation to a yielding footing while contemporary relatives had in each instance evolved much farther along the line of digital reduction concurrent with the loss of digits especially if the foot be lengthening after the manner to be described below comes a compacting of the bones of the palm and sole metapodials and often this is carried so far as to give rise to actual fusion of these elements into a cannon bone the dinosaurs with one doubtful exception never attained an actual fusion though in many respects especially in ornithomimus of the cretaceous the foot is very bird-like the birds on the other hand always show a fusion of the metatarsals among mammals the carnivores do not form a cannon bone nor does the marsupial wolf but all of the speed adapted ungulates do ancient ungulates however had the metatarsals separate and we can often witness the fusion in fossil series camels etc when the proper degree of speed adaptation has been reached among rodents the jerboa a three-toed bipedal form has a foot and a metatarsus so wonderfully bird-like that one almost has to count the phalanges of the digits to be sure he has a mammal before him reduction of fibula and ulna the forearm and shin that is the second segment from the body have each typically two bones in the arm the radius and ulna and in the leg the tibia and fibula these are both developed in slow-moving forms or where the forelimb still has considerable general utility especially if the rotation of the hand on the arm is retained on the other hand cursorial forms especially if the limbs are exclusively locomotor tend to lose the ulna of the arm the proximal end only being present in extreme cases to form the elbow joint they also lose the fibula of the leg which may be reduced to the merest vestige 
loss of universal movement the entire motion of the limbs becomes pendulum-like that is restricted to movement in but one plane the exception being at the hip and shoulder where universal movement is still retained through the development of a ball and socket articulation the necessity for this is apparent first to avoid interference between fore and hind feet when running since a dog for instance at top speeds brings his hind feet well in advance and outside of the fore a second need is that of lying down and rising again which would be practically impossible were the movement at hip and shoulder restricted to the fore and aft plane with other articulations those of ankle and wrist knee and elbow and between the digits the tendency is toward rigid limitation of movement in the ungulagrade less so in the digitigrade forms this is accomplished by the development of tongue and groove joints such as were discussed under kinetogenesis chapter twelve these are very perfectly shown in the hind limb of a modern horse as well as at the elbow joint forming in each instance an articulation permitting movement through a wide arc in one plane of space and none whatever in any other these joints while they may be broken cannot be dislocated the limbs are compound levers for not only is there motion of the limb as a whole but also between its component parts the lengths of each of the several segments bear definite relations to the speeds developed and also to the loads they have to carry those forms which like an elephant are mighty of frame have a type of limb which is in marked contrast to that of a horse to the former type has been applied the term graviportal i e weight carrying to the latter cursorial although both are adapted to increase their owner's traveling powers in the graviportal type such as the mastodon the foot is short and the thigh and shin relatively long whereas in a cursorial form the foot elongates and the thigh is conservative this may be shown by a comparison of ratios between the middle metatarsal and the femur end of part three section two chapter nineteen a